Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. And people just, I mean, we just got one today, how people, you know, one person said, I can't believe I have the history of the stage so close to my heart. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. I'm sorry Tammy isn't with us today. Why? It's June. And over the summer, if you're a Rock School listener, you know we take a month of each summer and turn it into nothing but interviews, hopefully really piquing your interest into a few topics in the music industry. You may also know that back in 1969, there was this thing called Woodstock. This is the 50th anniversary. 2019 is the 50th anniversary. So I wanted to talk to some people who had something to do with Woodstock. Today, I'm talking to a guy named Steve Gold. He was there. He was backstage. He had things to do in the technical side of it. And here's the interesting thing. There's this website called pieceofstage.com. Spell peace, P-E-A-C-E. Pieceofstage.com. According to Steve Gold, and this is going to sound just as wacky to you as it did to me when I first heard it, Steve Gold claims he has found and purchased the original stage from Woodstock. It was a paddleball court. Seriously, you'd think something from 50 years ago, the wood wouldn't even exist anymore. But he claims, and he has a lot of support that suggests that he has the original stage from Woodstock. And at the website pieceofstage.com, once again, P-E-A-C-E, he is selling it and giving upwards of 80 to 85% of the money he gets to charities. I personally have gone in, I've purchased a piece of the stage, and I've purchased a t-shirt because I like t-shirts. So today, we're going to talk to Steve Gold, and Steve Gold's going to tell us all about the stage. Is it real? Let's find out if you believe or not. But please make a point of going to look at the website, Piece of Stage, P-E-A-C-E, of stage and maybe you'll go ahead and purchase the same way i did a piece of history but first steve gold for an hour on rock school on the phone with me steve gold of peaceofstage.com steve how are things outside of new york city everything is great uh finally we got some nice weather Uh uh-huh so uh it looks like spring at least is here for the day, so it's exciting. Well, there you go. You are in charge of Peace of Stage. And by the way, those of you who are listening, spell peace, P-E-A-C-E, as in the summer of love, Peace of Stage. And I'm going to sort of pitch this for you because 
I have been telling this idea to my rock friends at work and every one of them thinks this is the greatest idea in the world, but they have lots of questions and I'm going to throw those questions at you. Are you okay? Yes, I am. Okay. Tell me the situation of piece of stage. What do you believe you have? I believe I have the original stage that was used at Woodstock and, uh, and, and the story, you know, goes from 50 years ago when I was 15 and I was dating uh, my high school sweetheart and her parents owned a bungalow colony in the Catskills. A bungalow colony, people who don't know, are like cottages that would be rented out for the summer months. So all the families that lived in Brooklyn or the Bronx and Long Island, they would drive up in, uh, in May or June and spend the summer. Uh, my parents also owned the bungalow colony. So after the summer you, is when you start planning for the following summer. Mm -hmm. And my girlfriend's father at her bungalow colony decided he's going to build a uh, sports complex, which included a paddleboard court and a basketball court. But... For Sullivan County, that was major. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait. Paddleball was major? Oh, yes. In, uh -huh. in the Catskills, paddleball was a huge sport. That was more, I mean, and then eventually paddleball gave way to tennis courts. Oh. But every bungalow colony had a paddleball court. <laughs> okay. And, and they had their name on it, you know, their logo of the bungalow colony. And... You know, even when we rented bungalows and I helped my parents rent bungalows, that was one of the questions. Where's your paddleball court? Uh, so it, it, it was something to do with the Catskills that everybody wanted to have a paddleball court. Wow, you guys did different things than we did in Cleveland. Well, that's true. I'm not going to tell you other things we did. It's a family <laughs> show, but... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, so you claim you have this this stage from Woodstock. I'm assuming you got it as what a gift from your future father-in-law. No, what happened is I was at the bungalow colony, uh, my girlfriend's bungalow colony, and I was hanging out with her. And her father asked me if I would give him a hand unloading some wood for his truck that he was using to build his paddleball court. So, you know, I want to be on the good side of him because I'm dating his daughter. And I said, of course, I'll help you. Uh, and I started unloading the truck with him. And as we're unloading the truck, he says to me, you know, this is the stage from Bethel, he called it. He didn't call it Woodstock. He right. called it Bethel. It took uh, place in Bethel. Right. We grew up up there. So it was Bethel or it was at Max's, you know, at Max Yasger. No one said, you know, Woodstock per se, but he said he bought this at Bethel and this was the stage from Woodstock. Yeah. I said, okay, you know, three weeks after Woodstock, when this took place, Woodstock wasn't what you, what it became, you know, we were just happy, not me, but a lot of people were just happy that hippies left. And let's move on in life. So he mentioned that to me. And I said, okay, you know, didn't phase me one iota. About two years ago, uh, I'm lying in bed. And I'm thinking about my old girlfriend and not telling my wife no. (laughs) (laughs) Gee, Steve, the things you'll admit on the radio. (laughs) Well, my wife, I don't know if she's listening. Well, you know, listening. But. So I was just thinking about Woodstock because I've been involved in prior Woodstocks with the original, you know, people. And I said, you know what? I remember Alex Gray telling me that he built the paddleball court with the stage from Woodstock. Do a so timeline. Do, do a timeline for me. So How this long? Is two years ago. So this is forty-eight years wow. later. Wow. Okay. So I said, you know what? Let me take a ride up there. I doubt it's there, you know, because the bungalow colony was sold, I don't know how many times over. So I go up there, I meet a friend of mine whose family coincidentally happened to do all the electric at Woodstock. And we go look for the paddleball court. 
where I thought it was, it wasn't there. I guess 48 years ago, I had a different perspective of where things were being built. Sure. So we were about to leave, and my friend says, wait a minute, what's that all the way in the woods? Way, way in the woods. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was painted white the way it was painted, and it had the Robbie Lane logo, which was the name of the bungalow colony. Mm-hmm. So we took a walk. You know, we had to go through water. We, we took away some weeds, and there it was. Now, I still don't know at that point whether it's the actual stage because 48 years have passed. And, and so I asked the owners, who looked at me like I was crazy, <laughs> if I could take down a couple of the plywood sheets just to see if there was any type of markings that would say, yes, this is the stage from Woodstock. Okay. Uh, so I, we took off panels, and what we found, we found the, uh, uh, the Weyerheiser logos on many of the panels. So if you look at most of the pictures of the performers on stage, there's a logo from the Weyerheiser company right. who produced the wood. And we have a lot of pieces with that. Oh, I, and, I get that. I get that. But Weyerheiser is a, a big manufacturer. Right. So what okay. we did, and then the other thing we saw, we saw colored uh, lines that were used as markings on the stage. So, again, if you see a Richie Havens picture with him performing on stage, you see those exact markings and design you know behind him how have you been my darling children while i have been away in the west Strangers, I feel like I know you by the way that you treat me and offer to feed me and eagerly ask if I'll stay for a rest. Now sit yourselves down in a pile here before me I wish I had presents for each of your smiles But I have been traveling without much to carry just a broken guitar case with pain for By the way that you treat me and offer to feed me And eagerly ask if I'll stay for a But let me let me get back to that. Let me ask you a couple more specifics because I, I think I told you at the beginning of this interview, when I knew I had this interview with you, I went walking around to every one of my rock friends and I said, there's a guy that owns the stage from Woodstock and, and he's selling it off in pieces and every one of them had a question, which is what I'm, I'm using with you today. Let me give you another one. The stage itself was, number one, how big 
And number two, how much of it do you have? The stage, according to uh, Chip Monk, uh, who built the stage, uh, he told me it was around 8,000 square feet. Okay. Uh, and we have about 3,000 square feet. Any idea where the other five are? Uh, somebody wrote me that uh, his father built a barn with the wood, but he doesn't know where the barn is. You know, so I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure the wood. No one put it this way. No one put it in a pile and set it on fire because it was wood that was used for three weeks. So uh, it was a bargain because you weren't paying retail. You were paying probably below wholesale. Oh sure. Uh, so I, I, where the other pieces are, I have no idea whatsoever. Well, I know it could be at another bungalow colony with a paddleboard course. Oh, that is spectacular. <laughs> we need to take a break here on the Rock School Radio Network, but we'll be back to talking with Steve Gold of PieceOfStage.com. Once again, spell peace, P-E-A-C-E. PieceOfStage.com. You want a piece of the stage of Woodstock? I bought one. You may want one, too. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Okay, so here we are. You now have a website called pieceofstage.com. And by the way, I'm still knocked out that that it is plausible, probably the truth, that you have this thing from 50 years ago. This year is the 50th anniversary. Yeah, come August. Right. So you've got 50-year-old wood. Steve, what is at pieceofstage.com. What is it all about? Well, it, it tells uh, the story of how I found this stage and you know, the story of my girlfriend and all that. But we have to go back a little. You know, I always wanted to, you know, when I found it, I knew I wanted to sell it. Uh, and sell it for a lot of reasons. One, you know, I'm not going to lie to anybody. This is a money-making, you know, uh, entrepreneur, you know, concept. I'm not sure. going to lie. Sure. Uh, you know, Woodstock, when it happened, was always about money. It yes. was, you know, a free, it was, they didn't pay all that money to make a free concert. True. Uh, and, you know, I, you got to admire the fact, you know, the people who funded the, the original Woodstock, you know, John Roberts and Joel Roseman, is that they paid all the bills. No one was stiffed. Uh, you know, all the acts were paid, all the vendors were paid, everybody was paid, mm -hmm. which made it also incredible. And, you know, to me, they're the real heroes, or one of the heroes of Woodstock, because they could have said, you know what, I'm not paying the band, screw everybody and pack up and leave. True. But they didn't do that. So, uh, you know, you got to admire, you know, that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. So, but when you look at, at 1969, uh, the, the stage at Woodstock was the focal point of everything. You had 500,000 people, or what I say, a, hundred, a, a million eyes, 
were focused on the stage. Mm-hmm. And when I mean focused, there was nothing else to look at except the naked people walking by you. Well, that's worth uh, it. Yes. But <laughs> if, if there was no cell phones, so no one was doing pictures for their Instagram feed or their Facebook feed. And there were no, you know, projection screens on, you know, all sides of the stage. It was, you were fixated on what was there. And that stage became magic. Uh, it, it became like a miracle that that stage got everything, kept everything together because it was really nonstop what went on on that stage. You know, the, the concert, you know, some of the shows ended at four or five o'clock in the morning. And the next couple hours, you know, Wavy Gravy would go up to everybody and say, now we're going to have breakfast in bed for 500000 mm-hmm. It It was just continual. Well, and you, were you there? I was there. I was oh. 15 years old, uh, and I went in and out because I knew the back roads. But now- my whole family was there. Uh, you know, and, like, my cousins went with their hair dryers in the old days they had those portable hair dryers where they you plug it in and you put it over your head like a martian helmet right and they brought the hair dryers because they were going to be there for three days little did they know that there was no outlet Now, wait a minute. You said it was one. I I didn't realize you were actually there. Now you've just I, opened up an entirely new vein of discussion. You said that it was one band after another. Did this thing for three days, did it go on literally 24 hours a day, no downtime? Well, not the music, because the music would end at 5 in the morning, but there was never any downtime because there was always announcements going on from the stage. Uh, there was always something going on. I, you know, maybe there was some point where there was nothing, but because of the rain and, and because everybody was concerned about people's safety and, you know, the lack of food, it was the, the stage became the command center. Besides being the focal point for all the performers, it became the command center for those 500,000 people to be given information of what's going on. What kind Uh, of announcements were you getting? Well, there was a lot of announcements, you know, be careful, you know, don't walk up on the sound tires, towers, uh, you know, they were talking about people, you know, don't eat the brown acid because (laughs) we heard it's not good. 
uh, you know, uh, Arlo Guthrie saying, you know, holy man, the, you know, New York State Thruway is closed. And, you know, Jerry Garcia, you know, there's, there's a million stories, you know, uh, and, you know, plus I was backstage, so I got to see, you know, backstage and the front of the stage, you know, the front of the house. Right. And don't forget, in 1969, there really was no VIP passes, and, you know, everybody did what they wanted to do. You uh, say you were backstage. Did you meet yes. anyone? Well, yeah, yes, I met people, but again, they weren't, you know, I spoke to, for whatever reason, I spoke to Janis Joplin. Why, I have no idea. Uh, I mean, I liked her music, but she wasn't, you know, after Woodstock, the acts became monster acts. Right. You know, and, and you know, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, it was the first time they ever played together. Uh, you know, Shanana was really the first concert they ever did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, same thing with Santana. is one of the, you know, few shows that they did. The Who, I think, played some of Tommy for the first time. We have to take our second break here on Rock School, but we'll be back in a minute to talking with Steve Gold of PieceOfStage.com. Spell peace, P-E-A-C-E. And you, if you're interested, may very well own a piece of the Woodstock stage. It is the 50th anniversary, after all. Back in a minute here on Rock School. play off of that today i'm hearing i'm a college professor so i hear students and they're making you know comments against woodstock because it's showing up in their news feeds and things like that oh it wasn't that great it wasn't this it wasn't that it was said and rolling stone is the one that said it that the summer of love was started through woodstock you were there was it as glorious was it as true as history remembers it yes and again it was the first time that you had 500,000 people and there was no issues and it's the first time that the community gave back they they got involved you know all Sullivan County got involved in making sure all these 500,000 people were fed, they were given water. You know, at my parents' bungalow colony, my mother made an announcement, you know, in her Jewish accent, we need everybody to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because the hippies don't have food. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's, you know, she said that over the loudspeaker, and then there was trucks that would go to every bungalow colony, every hotel, and there were hundreds of them in those days, and they would deliver the food and the water to make sure everybody was fed and they were, you know, they were hydrated. They didn't use the word hydrated. Yeah. And, you know, and then they sent, started sending over clothes because people were soaking wet. Uh, and then, you know, my mother's heard she, there was naked people, so we have to send clothes. 
It's a different world, isn't it? You wouldn't but, get that today. No, but that, but the whole Sullivan County got together, and, and it didn't matter what the people looked like. You know, there there was there was everybody was one per everybody was a human being, whether they thought they were dirty hippie or whatever. You know, they were against the war in Vietnam. We all looked. Everybody looked at them as human beings. And we need to do whatever we can do to make sure they're safe. And I think it's the first time that, in, that I could recall that that happened. And I think that the, the giving of Woodstock, that the, the giving that the community gave made Woodstock also what it is. Uh, and, I, you know, and, and that's so important. God you know, bless your mom. God bless the people that were there. That's fantastic. Listen, you know, it's, I tell everybody you can't be recreated. You can't recreate magic. You know, it's just, I don't care. You know, you just can't do it.
let's talk about your website, Piece of Stage. Somebody shows up there. What can they buy? Well, they can buy anything from a a piece pendant, which has, uh, we uh, cut the stage into circles to fit in a a pendant, a piece pendant. Uh, We have a a floating frame uh, that's pretty cool that we have a piece of stage in there. And then we have different uh, stage frames, which uh, has different iconic pictures of performers playing. Uh, from you know the iconic photographers, whether it's Henry Dilt, Elliot Landy, uh, Barry Z. Levine, uh, we have like we you know we did everything legitimately. We got the license rights for everything, uh, and which even you know makes it more real. You know we just didn't say okay, let's take it and you know make these things out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we have stage frames like that, and we have stage cubes. Uh, and, you know, we're working on something now with the uh, Jimi Hendrix Foundation to do a commemorative piece with Jimi Hendrix on stage at Woodstock. Uh, and we're talking to a couple guitar makers who want to make guitars out of Woodstock, out of the wood from Woodstock. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's so we, we get a lot of that. And, and then we, we also have on there something called uh, Stardust for Peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, which are miniature glass bottles filled with with sawdust, which we're calling stardust, based on the Joni Mitchell song, you know, Woodstock. I'm right. not going to because I want your listeners to keep listening. Uh, and we're, we're donating the, uh, probably about 85% or 90% of the funds to five different charities uh, based on the concept of what Woodstock was about. Steve, this has been an enjoyable hour, and I can't tell you how happy I am. If you don't mind, I have your phone number now. When this interview is over, maybe in the next few days or so, I'd like to get in touch with you and ask you some some further questions about Woodstock itself and uh, maybe get in touch with some of the people you talked about. Are you okay with me contacting you after this? Oh, absolutely. Okay. That's wonderful. Once again, I'm going to tell everybody it's called Peace of Stage and and spell peace as in P-E-A-C-E, the summer of love. Um, I have every intention of going and purchasing something. I like the idea of the stardust, but I'm probably going to buy one of the discs uh, as well as well as other people. Just know, what percentage did you say was going to charitable foundations? It's probably around 80, 85%. How about that? Lovely. Steve Gold, thank you for talking with us. It was, it was really an amazing thing, and a lot of people, everyone I spoke to, was extremely interested in it. So good on you, man, that you found this stage and that you're doing good things with it. Well, thank you very, very much, and thanks. it was great talking to you.
Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome with us Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Young. Getting to the point where I'm no fun anymore. I'm sorry. Sometimes it hurts so badly I must cry out loud. I'm lonely. I am yours. You are mine. What you are, you make it hard. A little less bottom end on the guitar, please. Remember what we've said and done and felt about each other. Oh, babe, have mercy. Don't let the past remind us of what. I'm not dreaming I'm yours You are mine You are what you are You make it hard Tearing yourself Away from me now